Hope Carpool Q&A. Today we're talking Reformation Day. Today is Reformation Day. We're talking about what it means to be reformed. What is the Reformation? Why the Catholics are heretics? Five solas. Keep watching to find out more. Afternoon, Pastor Tom. Hello, mate. Hey, how, how you going? Very good, good. Good, very good. Today, how are you? oh, I'm so good. Good. Driving up the road. Good. How good are you? Good, you? Yeah, mate. Just Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so today is Reformation yes. Day. Pastor Tom, pastor of a Reformed Baptist Church. Yep. What does it mean to be reformed? Uh, so well, to be reformed means that we take a lot of our ecclesiology, our theology from uh, what was really what came out of the Reformation so we can take our, our spiritual lineage I guess or our theological lineage and legacy backwards through time to really those things that became characteristic of the Protestant Reformation in the 1500s that's what it means to be reformed means basically we have a we have a statement of faith or a confession of faith we, we hold one of those that dates that, that was a uh, uh, developed and published back in the Reformation time. Mm. Yeah. Sweet. So today, 505 years ago, was Reformation Day. What is Reformation Day? Why is that so significant for yeah. every person on the earth, let alone Christians? Well, well, I mean, the day that this video is being released is October 31st. Yep. And um, October 31st is the yearly anniversary of when Martin Luther a uh, German Augustinian monk uh, went and pinned his, nailed his 95 uh, points of discussion and disagreement to the church notice board, uh, trying to establish a, some grounds for a debate among the church that, so that she might reform a bit, that she might uh, uh, fix up errors of doctrinal importance that were um, uh, going on at the time. They had to do with... Uh, purchasing salvation and purchasing forgiveness of sins and um, what it really meant to repent of sins and, all, and what the Christian life should look like and, and all that stuff. So he, he nailed those to the church door and unbeknownst to him that uh, uh, it's been said by church historians, it was him doing that was like a, a blind man climbing the, the stairs in a church tower in the middle of the night and falling and in his blindness grabbing a bell grabbing for a rope and grabbing the church bell and it is mm. accidentally ringing and waking the whole town up. That's what it was like. He, he probably didn't mean, he definitely didn't mean to do all that the Reformation did, mm. but as God would have it in his providence, that that day when he put those up, it started the debate, that started the fight, that started the, the explosion, that drew the lines, made people pick sides, that really became the great bifurcation, the great division between Catholics and Protestants that we call the Reformation, the Protestant Reformation. Yeah. Crazy. So what would be the main kind of doctrines that are yeah. that were prominent and that we were discussing that day? What are the reformed doctrines that Martin right. Luther brought right. to us? So, so some people will think of being reformed basically just being a Calvinist, like the five points of Calvinism, yeah. and it is so much more than those. Uh, those are true, and uh, all reformers really taught those uh, to some degree or another. There will be disagreement in some... But yeah, they, they, uh, uh, so they're there, but they're not... They weren't the central things. They weren't the absolute... Really, those central things were was, was worship. Reformation was really all about worship. Not just about what songs we should sing, but how should we approach God? How can we approach God? By what means? Through what mediator? Through what prayers? Who, 
through what sacrifices? How can man come into right relationship with God in worship? And so the big question came down to, um, uh, well, the, um, uh, the, the the five central points became known as the five solas, the five yep. things that, that um, the Latin phrases, um, sola, uh, sola gratia, sola gratia, which is grace alone, yep. sola fide, faith alone, solus Christus, Christ alone, um, sola scriptura, uh, according to te- scripture alone, uh, and soli deo gloria, to the glory of God alone. Now people might ask, how can how can there be five of them if they're all alone? Well, it, what we mean by alone is is not a single doctrine, but that it is it is alone in its category. And so the five solas all ask us a different question, all answer for us. A different question about salvation and worship to God. Right. How can man be made right with God? Is it through our merit or purely God's grace? And the reformers would say, no, grace alone. Mm. This was not something that came up purely by them. It was developed a bit. But um, but yeah, this was what they taught. This is how we really crystallized what they were teaching and what they discovered in the scriptures as they started to to um, uh, unbury them and preach them. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it's by grace and no merit. And we say, okay, well, well, what do we do to come to Jesus Christ? Uh, what do we do to be made right with God in our justification? And the answer is no works, but faith. So faith alone is what you contribute to salvation. That is the instrumental cause of your justification is your faith alone. Uh, not that it's a work of yours. God gives it to you in your born again heart. But the point is that uh, what do we need to bring? Nothing but faith. No works. So it's sola fide. Okay, well, well, who accomplishes salvation? Is it some of Jesus and he does 99% and we, we ought to do that which sustains our salvation? We do that which, uh, which ticks the, you know, the, the tips the scale over? Do we bring the last straw of salvation? That, that, uh, no, no, it is all of Christ's work imputed and given uh, to us by faith alone. So, so in that sense, it's Christ alone. So these are all asking different elements of salvation. The last yep. one, we go, okay, according to who? What's our authority in these matters? If we disagree about how we're saved, what is the ultimate authority? And the reformers said that it is it is according to the scriptures alone. They are the ultimate authority. We utilize tradition. We find historical theology helpful. The church has some authority, but the ultimate authority, what really demands to be to be the supreme authority in any debate. It is, it is the, the scriptures. They are the sole authority. And then we say, okay, well, well, well why, do, why are we saved? To what end are we saved? And the answer is to the glory of God alone. So those five solas became really the heart cry that came throughout history of the, the Reformation. Yeah, wow. So these five solas, yep. uh, grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, we know this through the scriptures alone. It's yep. all to the glory of God alone. What do the Catholics say in response? What were they yeah. saying in response to these five solas? And why does that make them heretics? Uh, <laughs> well put. Um, so, so they believe in everything I just said if we don't call them solas. If we don't say that they are alone, the Catholics can agree. Right. So we need to be really careful with our Protestant theology. We don't go too far as if to lie about the Catholics. And say, we believe in grace. They believe in works. Well, Not they believe true. in grace. They believe that we are saved by grace, through faith, in Christ, according to the scripture and to the glory of God. 
They just can't affirm any of those as being alone in their categories. Of course, you're saved by grace, but you have to bring some merit. It's not all grace. There is some uh, merit that you bring to the table. Okay? It is faith that you need, yes, but you're not just saved through faith. You're saved through faith that works itself out through obedient love. You are saved by Christ, absolutely, but not just Christ's righteousness. You also need to bring about a real and true living righteousness by Christ, from Christ, yes, yep. but your righteousness by Christ's power, uh, that you are saved according to the, you know, we, we, we know all these things according to the scriptures. Oh, amen. The Catholics love the scriptures, except for it disagrees with the councils of the church mm. and the Pope. And so it is not supreme authority to them, Rather, the church is supreme in authority, and the church gives authority to the Bible. Therefore, the Bible is helpful. Whereas the reformers would say, no, it is. the Bible gives authority to the church. And where the church disagrees with the Bible, it is the Bible we must go with, not with the church. And then again, they would say, uh, of course, it's to the glory of God. But, I mean, where there is will and where there is merit and where there is... There is uh, Reward. There must also be some kind of glory. So, so they they would they would say agree with everything we said, except for the alone parts. And it is on those words alone. It is on the the concept that these things are alone in their category that the whole gospel stands or falls. Yeah. And so Luther rightly called the the Catholics um, heretics. Uh, he rightly said that justification by faith alone, in Christ alone, according to grace alone, by the scripture alone, this <laughs> doctrine of justification is the, the, the doctrine, the article by which the church stands or falls. If the church is right in every other measure, but it doesn't affirm justification by faith alone, we can in, with no good conscience say, that, the, that that is a true church. The yep. gospel stands or falls according to faith alone. The doctrine of justification by faith alone. Amen. Sweet. How good. Happy Reformation Day, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Enjoy. Short one today, but yep. hopefully helpful for the people at home. Praise God. See you all next week. Enjoy your salvation by faith alone. Absolutely.